Buzz, and welcome to another edition of LGBT in the Ring, your rainbow bastion for all things pro wrestling. I am your host, Brian Bell, here with you once again, and we have a very fun episode in store for all of y'all today. Um, of course, last week we uh, welcomed back AC Mack ahead of his final match this weekend up at Naptown All Pros, uh, great Midwestern trend kill today. We uh, <laughs> we are doing something uh, very unique. We have his uh, his partner and final opponent on the show today, Rico Gonzalez, uh, someone who has uh, been on an incredible rise over the the first two years of his career, and is entering a very packed, very significant weekend of pro wrestling for him. Um, in addition to the match on Sunday up in Indianapolis, that will be Mac's final match for the WWA Four Championship that Gonzalez holds right now. Rico's also competing in the SCI tournament this weekend. <laughs> um, so, big old uh, important uh, weekend full of uh, significant moments and significant matches and significant accomplishments for, for Rico. And I was very happy to have the chance to sit down and talk to him about his journey so far in pro wrestling, everything from his graduation match against AR Fox. That was a, a pay-per-view main event for WWN, um, which is weird to think of for a graduation match um, up till, you know, the match on, on Sunday and, and how, what he's feeling around, this moment where, you know, someone who is very, very close to him is stepping away from pro wrestling and just how talented Rico sees Mac um, and that sort of thing. So it's a very uh, interesting conversation, very fun conversation, and I'm glad we were able to have it, especially considering just how jam-packed of a pro wrestling weekend we have coming up. You know, like I said, SEI tournament is this weekend, Friday and Saturday. Um, Naptown is, you know, hosting AC Max final match on Sunday. The G1 Climax starts this week, <laughs> this weekend. <laughs> um, uh, Slammiversary uh, is this weekend. Impact's next pay-per-view event where Trinity is fighting for the Knockouts Championship. Um, you got t tonight, Thursday night, down at TWE the night before SCI, SCI Futures to on Friday as well. Um, just a whole lot of stuff going on this weekend for, for um, pro wrestling fans to take in. Um, and at the same time, here in Portland, uh, this weekend is Portland Pride. <laughs> so um, I'm not feeling overwhelmed by all of the things that are happening at all. No, no, not at all. Not at all. It's, it's, a jam-packed weekend, um, something for everybody on those shows, um, and things to do, and uh, I'm just taking it day by day, and it's going to be a whole lot of fun to take in as much as I can. But we'll get into some of that with Rico here in just a minute. Before we get there, though, um, I do want to talk a little bit about the Pacific Northwest region just for a second, because we had a couple of interesting little bits of wrestling uh, news come out of the region uh, over the last week. Obviously, um, you know, Prestige Wrestling crowned the first Cascadia Wrestling Cup winner, uh, won classic Cody Chun. 
I highly suggest y'all check those shows out whenever they hit IWTV at some point. I was only able to attend uh, night two of the tournament, but um, just solid, outstanding stuff from some really, really talented people here in the region that I call home. And speaking of that, we also got the news of a brand new promotion that's coming next year from Jaden, Max Burnside, and uh, referee Brad Lee. You know, it's it's no mystery that the Pacific Northwest has had to um, kind of weather a, a good amount of issues within the scene uh, stemming from, you know, certain people, um, you know, whether it be, you know, abusers or, you know, people taking advantage of positions and that sort of thing. A lot of the stuff that we saw during the speaking out movement kind of popping back up again, um, or necessarily popping back up again, because, you know, the three, two, one battle situation that happened before that went down. And then afterwards, now we've seen what's happened with, uh, with, you know, the issues around ownership or former ownership at this point with, with the SOS pro wrestling up in Tacoma now, but, um, you know, Jaden Max and Bradley announced ASAP wrestling, um, that's coming in 2024. And, you know, a lot of the messaging around it is about change from within, like building something within the scene to, you know, help alleviate that, especially with the number of promotions up here kind of closing or, you know, or going on hiatus in that way. Of course, you know, without a cause shut down last year, um, 5CC up in Bellingham uh, is getting ready to close their doors. Timber Pro um, canceled their women's tournament that was going to be held um, this month and, you know, announced they were going on on hiatus. So a, a lot of the, a lot of promotions in the area have kind of gone away in the last year. And, you know, it's been really great to see the region be revitalized because of uh, the wide pro wrestling presence here. But with companies going down, I, uh, you know, I can totally understand the thought process of Jaden, Max, and Brad to want to put something else together in the area that has a completely diff- different like ethos towards it and wants to build something better and sustainable um, for this region that um, continues to find pitfalls and really, you know, has to be, has to be better. So I guess we're all going to keep our eyes on what they have planned with ASAP wrestling coming up next year. Um, but it's exciting. It's an exciting time to see, you know, them pop up and to see what they want to do with um, taking the reins of pro wrestling promotion in that way. So kudos to them. Uh, that being said, though, let's jump into my conversation with Rico Gonzalez. What's up, guys, gals, and non-binary pals? Welcome back to LGBT in the Ring. and I'm very pleased to have as my guest this week someone who has been skyrocketing in the independent wrestling scene despite only having a little over two years in the game at this point. Um, but he's been making his name in action wrestling at TWE um, at Naptown now <laughs> um, big yeah. gay brunches all over the place. Honestly, I was about to say like, I was like, I think sometimes in my mind, I equate you with the Southeast for a reason, but you're nationwide now at this point, almost uh, please yes. welcome 
the reigning WWE four heavyweight and internet champion. Yes, undisputed champion. There you it's go. Crazy. And <laughs> the QWI award uh, winner for rookie of the year for 2022, as voted by the listeners of this show. Rico Love Gonzalez. Y'all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I am blessed to be here. Let's do it. Let's have some fun. Let's talk some wrestling and some life. Yes. Yes. That is what we love to do here on this show. Um, obviously, like you have a big weekend of your, for yourself coming up here with the uh, the SCI tournament down in Tennessee and then going up to Indy to uh, wrestle your man for his last match, defending that WWA four title. Uh, against him at Naptown's show on 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 July sixteenth, um. But we'll we'll get to those things obviously because those that's just a monumental Crazy. weekend. Crazy for you there. Um. But let's let's start at the beginning. Whenever you didn't see the SCI necessarily on on your horizon here. Um, right. Talk to me about like what originally kind of hooked you into pro wrestling. Uh. So. I got hooked into professional wrestling around middle school, around, I think it was like sixth or seventh grade, when all of my buddies would watch wrestling. They were all hooked on it, and we would all, we were, I think we were, well, I want to say my sister's generation, a generation after mine, they were still the outdoor kids, so we would be outside on bikes, uh, doing uh, manhunt, hide-and-seek, capture the flag, stuff like that. And on on WWE wrestling days, Monday and I I guess it was Thursday or Friday at the time for SmackDown, uh, they would just leave. And it just leave me (laughs) outside by myself just riding bikes. I'm like, man. So after a while of just bringing this – pro wrestling thing up and they they pushed me to go watch it so i sat down i watched uh, friday night smackdown one night and i was completely confused i had no idea what was going on on my screen it was something i had something that i have never seen before and i've i've told different variations of the story but i'm sticking to this one i saw mm-hmm. the undertaker on my screen I saw him make his entrance and I saw a an arena of people just stand up and be in awe and be just um what's the word I'm looking for just be mesmerized by one person walking in the room and I thought it was the craziest thing in the world that one man walking out through smoke and fire and like walking really slow would grab everybody's attention in the room i had never seen anything like it so i was hooked from there no it's it's interesting that like you know i i I feel like in talking to people within wrestling at this point when they first start watching it's like you know it's a character aspect or like something in ring that kind of draws them into it but for you it's just like seeing how taker captivated everyone like was that yeah. was that sort of like idea of being someone that could captivate people something that had been on your mind at that point or like was that what did that tap into for you so i i was always a very like shy kid kind of reserved kind of like to myself so 
I would a lot uh, when I was younger, I would people watch a lot. And I still do that a little bit just to like learn how people maneuvered, how they it sounds weird saying it out loud. <laughs> like, yeah, I just watch people all day. But uh, no, I, I love people watching. I like seeing what like what inspires people, what makes them upset, what uh, just the emotion of all of it, why people react to certain things that always I, I, I should have like done psychology. I should have taken a psychology major or something because uh, I've always been intrigued by that. So being that kid that was having a hard time, I feel like connecting with people at the time, I was like, how can I do that? How can I take away from this person? How did this person walk in and grab the attention of 30,000 or whatever an arena is uh, that many people at once? Like, what did he do? I want to learn how to do that. Mm. So that that's always intrigued me, whether it was that that was on such a big scale, but it's always intrigued me at like just in general, like when somebody walks in a room and they just demand the attention of the room like that intrigues me. What do you do? Like, how do you do that? You know? Yeah. No, it's it's a hard nut to crack, honestly, like yeah. as someone who also grew up a very shy and reserved kid, like when like it's hard to figure out exactly how to break out of that and, and figure out like not necessarily like to have self-confidence, but how to like exude that. If, if right, that makes right. sense, like like project it outwardly so that you know people can recognize it within yourself. Right, and I learned that sometimes you just got to fake it to make it. That and is that's very a, true. That's, that's half of what wrestling is too. So <laughs> you got to fake it to make it. <laughs> I got yeah. to your GameCube back there also. Oh hell yeah! And uh, is that an SNES? What do you call that? SNES. Which one? The, the, the Nintendo, one? Super Nintendo. Yes. That's actually a PS1. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. My Genesis yes. is back there somewhere. Okay. Like, I, I, I played I Genesis a... a little bit. Yeah. But those two those two are the ones I grew up with. The PlayStation 1 and the GameCube. Well, the Nintendo 64 before the GameCube. Sorry, I got my like... 64 plugged into the TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. What are you playing? Uh, right now I'm kind of circling between Mortal Kombat Trilogy, uh, Mercy, oh. and um, yeah, I thought about Are you excited for that new Mortal Kombat. Sorry, I just oh fuck you yeah, hell yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> Hold on, I went back and played back through the story mode on Mortal Kombat 11 again, yes. just in yes. preparation. They get me every time. They're like Mortal Kombat one. I'm like, yes, let's start over. Yes, exactly. Like Luke King's the God of Fire and Thunder now. Sweet, I'm in. Let's go. <laughs> no i'm stoked about that but yeah no like i got like i don't know i i play a lot of like blitz also so mm. yeah i don't know i i feel like my collection used to be a lot bigger with within 64 titles but uh oh, some yeah. got lost in the mail uh, not in the mail but in the in the move out west oh, okay i was like the mail what you do yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure i think i have a friend who i live with in atlanta who now lives in Harlem, and I'm pretty sure that she has like three or oh, four she... of my N64 oh, okay. and, and SNES That's where they went. So, <laughs> <laughs> but it's whatever. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's awesome. I'm just like creeping in the room. See, I like doing oh. something. I'm. I guess I'm just weird like that. Like when <laughs> I ever go to people's houses, I just walk in. I'm like looking at the wall and the pictures and stuff. I love looking at stuff like that. No, I don't blame you. It's it's a way to like learn a lot about somebody. 
right you know especially right. like whenever you can have that that insight you know like that's right. why i don't i don't necessarily like think it's necessarily creepy for people watching and stuff like right. that because like you you read you read yeah. body uh language you read like yeah, people's absolutely. like you get insight into people how people operate and that sort of thing absolutely i'm and... also nosy as hell so <laughs> nothing wrong with it yeah. <laughs> but it is an interesting way to like apply that to pro wrestling because so much of it is about you know body language and is about emoting it's about people to buy getting people to buy into like what you are trying to get across like like has that been something that you have found advantageous in in your pro wrestling career to this point absolutely um so on going on a little bit of a tangent uh which i do all the time but we uh there's some seminars that are hosted on twitter i don't know if i can shout people out like that um you're fine but uh gabe is gabe sapolsky has been doing some seminars on twitter or like just a group what are they called spaces they're called spaces and on one of them a while back uh queen charmel shout out to her she hopped on and uh she was just just giving tips about how to how to do better in the ring how to um how to get those emotions across how to get that body language across and she mentioned taking uh acting classes she said that's that's something that a lot of people are missing as far as in ring with emotions, with facial expressions, with body language. Uh, but she's like, I know not everybody can afford that because they're pretty expensive. So something that you can do is uh, people watch. Just sit in places and just watch how people react to being happy about something or when they're with their partner, how, how they act. When they're upset at something, how, how they react to that. Just watch that and learn. And just by watching, you just you learn how to tap into that, how to um, show that whenever you're feeling it or uh, conveying that emotion. And uh, I didn't realize that that was something that I had been doing for years. And it's something that absolutely has helped me. That and all the uh, times I busted my ass outside uh, <laughs> definitely helped with what we call a cell in ring. Yeah. When, uh, yeah, when you get uh, gut kicked or when you like fall on your knee or something, I'm like, yeah, I've definitely been there. I've definitely busted my ass falling out of a tree or like, or going down this steep ass hill thinking I can hit this road bump with my bike and I'll be fine. <laughs> You're bringing me back to Georgia Summers, Rico. Oh, man. <laughs> yes, I'm bringing myself back. I miss it, man. I miss being a kid. God, no, I did some. All right, I'm gonna go a little little tangent story here. When I grew I grew up in South Georgia, and right by my house, like in the neighborhood, there's like a big hill that was on the the street, like went up a big hill, and at the bottom of the hill was like the sewer grates, right on the road. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah. me and my friends decided to uh take a skateboard and basically luge down that hill, like lay on our backs on it, and just go down and see how fast we could get until we hit the sewer grate. And that was not a good idea. That sounds like the all. greatest, most terrible idea you can fucking yeah. come up with. Oh, it's it's very, very uh, uh, attractive to an eleven-year-old. Let me tell yes. you. <laughs> we got a um, the. So this is the craziest thing. We somehow found the lining of a back of a pickup truck. This is the most Georgia thing ever. Yeah. The lining of the back of a pickup truck, the plastic part, the hard plastic. And during a winter, we, we, uh, in 2011, we had a thing called 
snowpocalypse. Oh, I remember. Where, yeah, where we got shut down for like at least five days. We yeah. couldn't do anything because uh, we don't know with an inch of snow. We don't know what to do. So when it like for real snowed and there was ice, we were absolutely shut down. Uh, we had this steep hill. We got the bedliner and just like. 10 of us would hop in there and just slide down this <laughs> steep ass hill. We like hit this bump and fell in a creek. It was crazy. It was awesome. I'm I'm glad that you found a, a fun way to deal with snowpocalypse. I was stuck in my apartment trying in Marietta, like just real uh, bad. <laughs> yeah. No, we had a great time. We didn't have school for a week. I was like, this is the best thing ever. Oh God. No. <laughs> so um obviously like you're entranced by by what by what you see on the wwe programming with undertaker at what point do you start to kind of discover the the larger world of wrestling like the independent world of pro wrestling or even a4 to that end so as far as the independence i didn't really i knew of the independence but i to me it was like the wild wild west like i don't know what that is i i keep hearing about it and i keep hearing about these people uh that are coming especially like the 2010s wwe once a lot of indie talent started coming into the wwe through nxt and and some of them like directly on the main roster um i started kind of hearing of the independence but um like I said, it was the wild, wild west to me. And now being in the independence, it still is the wild, wild west. But just like I have a, a little bit of a different. It's a west uh, you know. Yes. <laughs> still wild though. But yes, it is, it is. I know it just a little bit more. So I didn't know what it was exactly until I started training. And uh, as far as... Uh, just like hearing people, I would watch videos here and there, but I didn't like dive deep until I started that training until I learned of AR Fox and, uh, and just people that had been like Daniel Bryan and people like that. And, and WWE, then I started looking back. Then I was like, oh, okay, there's a whole nother world. That's before they, you get to WWE. To me, it was just like WWE. And then, I don't know, just people floating around. I don't know. I, I didn't know exactly what it was yet. It's mm. interesting to hear that like a lot of that kind of came after you started training because like I feel like, you know, obviously that's a, a treasure trove to learn from by, by oh, yeah. watching all of that stuff that that's available now. But also like, you know, I feel like A4 has a it definitely has a lineage for sure of people that have come out of that school and have done great things on the independence and on like, you know, major televised promotions and stuff like that. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's interesting that like, that you would like jump into this with, without like necessarily having all of that knowledge. Like how much did you know about a four before so, you decided to go? So I had, I had looked up wrestling schools for years before I joined the A4, um, I would just look it up just randomly in the middle of the night. I would just be on my phone, like wrestling schools in Atlanta. And the WWA4 is always the first one that comes up. And then I learned of uh, UHA Nation, which is now Apollo Crews. And then later on, uh, Austin Theory and uh, Heath Slater and a few other guys that. Um, um, yeah, so I, I would look it up and then 
it wasn't till years later that I was like, um, I went to an independent show. One, I met a, a buddy. His name is um, the Renegade Enforcer. He wrestles here in Georgia um, and the surrounding area. And he was like, hey, you should come to this show. It's at, at, at the training school I go to. And it was a WWE 4. And I was like, oh, okay. I've heard of that. So I started coming to the WWE 4 just as a fan uh, with my best friend. We would just grab drinks. Uh, we'd come watch the show and just have a good time. And it was... It was just crazy. It was it was something so different than what I had seen on TV and something so intimate, something so real, like right in front of my face, you know? Mm. Yeah, it, like it was awesome. Those A4 shows, because like I, I went to a couple of, of A4 shows back in the day, those those Thursday nights there yes. in, in that warehouse. <laughs> um <Yes>. like like <laughs> that it really is a, a completely different environment. Especially if you're if all if only you really knew was WWE and going into that, I can see how that would instantly become like entrancing in that right. way. And it's interesting to like watch the spirit of A4 not change but evolve as the people that come through it continue to to evolve in a way. Um, right. I, I I was going ahead and throw this out there. I was I was you know I was talking to to Mac last week and I was talking to the creeps and various people and whenever, whenever uh, we watch yeah whenever we watch the the uh whenever i watch and multiple people watch the, the a4 streams on thursday nights um i think the one thing that a lot of people come away with is that ua4 kids are fucking crazy um <laughs> <laughs> but that has it's not necessarily like that's not a new <laughs> thing like you know it's right, just it's right, right, in different right, ways right. like right. It, what do you attribute that too is it just like the people that are there now or is it like a, is there like a different sense of freedom there yes 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 so a lot of the guys that i talked to when they came when they came in we we come in so you from the outside looking in at, at the wrestling business it's like you got to come in and you got to wipe your feet and you got to kiss the mat and you got to uh, pay your dues and uh, you can't talk to people you know the stuff you hear about just paying your dues and showing respect and not doing too much in a locker room. You know, you, you've heard all these stories, but Fox is just so just open-minded with training. So like he'll, he'll see someone come in and I, and I think this is one of the most underrated traits of him training is he'll see somebody come in and he'll kind of watch them move for a little bit and then he'll be like, okay, so you, your style would be more this. And then he caters training towards that. Like, I came in, and the first day I started doing ron Hurricane Ranas, and, like, I took my bumps, ran the ropes and stuff, but I, I did Ranas and, like, Lucha stuff. And a, a lot of other schools, and I'm not putting anybody down, but a lot, of, a lot of other schools, rightfully so, they just stick to the basics. They're like, oh, you have to learn a scoop slam and you have to learn how to hit the ropes and you have to learn how to take a bump. I completely understand why they go about it that way. Just Fox just trains a little bit differently to where he's like, oh, okay, what do you want to do? What what do you like? What do you, you know, and he he tailors the the training towards that to where I feel like somebody learns a little bit how what style they are and who they are just a little bit faster. And we do have the freedom to do whatever we want and request whatever we want out of the class 
So it's just a little bit uh, different of a training. It's not as, I would say, militaristic as, as other schools, which works for other schools, you know? Some, some people, that's just how they learn. You have, to, you have to learn one thing before you get to the next. And he's more of a throw you into the fire type of guy. And that's how, that's how I've always learned. So it was perfect for me. I'm like, throw me in there and see if I sink or swim. I've, I've just, that's just how I was raised too. Like just my parents have always been like, here you go, figure it out, you know? So mm -hmm. that's more of his training style, which is a lot different than, than other places. So people just go crazy. And on the Thursday show, it's, we have freedom to just try stuff out that maybe you wouldn't try on a bigger, on a GCW, or maybe you wouldn't try like on an AEW dark. You wouldn't be pulling out moves that you've never done before. You know, at the four, it's like, let me throw, can we curse on here? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. you're good. Uh, let me throw shit at the wall and see if it sticks. Like, oh, okay, cool. This is crazy. It worked. And I didn't get hurt, or maybe I did. Maybe I shouldn't do that again. You know, it's it's <laughs> yeah. kind of like that. It's very, very like free spirited, and it, and I feel like it helps everyone come into their own and get creative and just kind of just fuck around in the ring a little bit and figure it out. Hmm. No, I mean it definitely comes through in the presentation, um, mm -hmm. because like, and it definitely sets y'all apart from like other schools that that do programming like that. Like it just, and and also like. Maybe this is just me talking, but like the environment there that comes through in the broadcast feels uniquely Atlanta to me. Shug <laughs> <laughs> D calls it the uh, the wrestling trap house. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome, man. Down to all of the miscellaneous couches and everything. Yes, it's so <laughs> much fun, man. I love it. I love it, man. I couldn't have. Uh, I wouldn't have chosen a different school. I'm, I'm very blessed to have uh, been at the four. And I know we get our rap for being like the crazy school, doing all kinds of stuff. But, uh, but we definitely thing, do though. go. We definitely do go over the basics. Uh, I promise you today. <laughs> I just came from training, and we just did drills. All, uh, you know, drop down, leapfrog, shoulder tackle, stuff like that. Yeah. No, yeah. I I honestly like the mindset. I feel like you know people have different learning styles. People have different like forms of authority that they respond to. And I feel like it, it feels like a, almost a more artistic way of teaching the, the, the art of pro wrestling in that right. way. And I can definitely right, see absolutely. how that speaks to a lot of people, especially the people that are there, you know, yes. like people <laughs> like you and, and teriyaki and all, all yes. of top team, honestly. And, yes. you know, so many other people that are coming through that school, like, it just feels like there's like the there's no like handcuffs like and that's a really right. interesting thing to see in a training program right 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 um you spoke about like fox's ability to kind of like like read like into somebody like watching them move or doing stuff and kind of like point them in the right direction of like you know what what he believes they sh they should focus on and that sort of thing how did that manifest for you? Because I know when, that when you started at A4, you were only going in to be a referee. Right. How did you end up becoming a pro wrestler out of that? Like, did Fox see something in you and like kind of push you to do that? Or was that your own volition? So I came in, uh, like I said earlier, I didn't really know what the indies were. And uh, the only 
people I had known of coming out of school was uh, like Austin Theory, uh, Apollo Cruz. Those guys are huge. So I remember going to the A4 shows and thinking, man, I want to be a part of this. But certainly I can't wrestle. I'm too small. So there's got to be something else. And I was like, well, what if I ref? That's a way of being around it more. I just wanted more of it, you know? I wanted it to to be a part of my life and just just be a part of it a little bit more than just watching it. So I was like, well, I can come in as a ref and, and just be in the action and just not have, and maybe I can like run around, roll around with the guys and stuff like that. So that's what I did. And uh I came in uh to be trained as a ref at Fox just from day one. He's like, Can you take a bump? Or do you have you ever seen a bump? I'm like, yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it on Tough Enough. I saw how they did it on there. And he's like, all right, hit a bump. Just uh, what do you say? Act like the rug was snatched under you and hit the mat as hard as you can. So I did it, and he's like, okay, okay. Started doing some more stuff, and I was like, man, this is so much fun. But it was about six months before I was up. Ah, it's back. Oh no. <laughs> And it's gone. Okay. Yeah, it was uh um six months before uh I officially got in the ring, and that was a few guys. Uh oh my god. That was a few guys um that were like, Hey, you move really well. Um we think you should just hop in the ring and even if it's just here, just see see what you can do in there. We had a few practice matches, they went well. And uh, I I asked Bob, cause I was like, "Hey, are you okay with this?" And he's like, "Yeah, hell yeah." He he, I've never gotten a no from Box. It's always yeah. like, "Hell yeah, man, do it." You like I said earlier, it's just like he's open to, um, he's open to whatever. He's like, "Yeah, hop in there." Your uh, your first mat, my first match was a in the most WWE four style, was a <laughs> five way ladder match for the WWE four internet championship that was like a rumble style <laughs> i i'm I glad you brought that up because like i'm i've i've seen that match <laughs> and yes. not knowing it was your debut match and then yes. finding out that it was your debut match i'm like of course of course yes. you're gonna debut in a ladder match <laughs> yes <laughs> it was crazy <laughs> Fox is like, what do you want to do? And I'm like, uh, maybe I'll get like a drop kick or on drag or something. He's like, you're in a ladder, man. So like, you have to, you know, just do a little bit more. And I'm like, oh, I don't know what to do. <laughs> he helped me through it. It was great. It was amazing. I couldn't have asked for a better debut match. It was so much fun. Hmm. No, it's that's just wild to think that your first match was was a ladder match. Right. How many like, people can say that? <laughs> I don't know too many. <laughs> so obviously, like that 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 debut match is a very big deal for you, but an even bigger deal is your graduation match. Like the oh the, the, the rite of passage. Uh, you step into the ring with AR Fox on WWE and pay-per-view right. of all of all things. Um right. like talk to me about that match and like what that meant to you, what that experience was like. Oh, it's been a minute since I've thought about that match just because of all the craziness that's been happening recently. Uh, that match, oh, 
for the longest, I don't even know if I've even surpassed that match yet. But for the longest, I don't think I surpassed that match. Uh, the weeks before that pay-per-view, we had heard of that pay-per-view happening. And Fox messaged me and was like, hey, are you refing or are you wrestling on that show? And I was like, well, I thought you would tell me what I was going to do. But I was like, there's an opportunity to wrestle. I'd, I'd absolutely take it. He's like, what if you think we push your graduation match for uh, uh, for that pay-per-view? And I was like, that is insane. <laughs> like, you really, I, I'm really about to have my graduation match in the main event of a, well, we didn't know at the time it was going to be the main event, but later that day we found out. But I'm going to have my graduation match at a pay-per-view show against AR Fox. That is insane. How can I say no to that? I was like, sign me up, brother. Let's go. Let's do it. So uh, we did that. I was still like this. This I have this imposter syndrome or whatever. I was told it's imposter syndrome where I'm like, they're fucking with me. Like this, this ain't real. It, he, we're going to get there. He's going to be like, ah, gotcha. Like, no, <laughs> you know, we're not. No, yeah. but he, we, we, um, that day we went over it. It was, um, I was in a very weird, calm headspace hmm. for some reason. And there's been a few matches that have been, I've, I, I felt like I've always been blessed by God. I've always felt like God has taken care of me. Um, especially in like crazy situations or like big matches like that. And that day I was at such a peace. Um, maybe it's because it was Fox and the way he was talking to me, the way we were um, going to go out there and um, the way he put the match together or whatever. Uh, but we went out there and everything just felt like right. But that's just the magic. That's just Fox. He, uh, he's so good. He's so underrated. I would say this on every podcast and it's not just because he's my trainer, but a lot of people just don't. This man stayed up the whole night before that show. And I feel like a, a few nights before that show, just thinking about the show and how he was going to put it together, how it could go, how it could have gone the best way it could have. And he does that with a lot of his matches. And he's so underrated for his psychology, for putting stuff together, for making it make sense, for all that stuff. So I, that my first match was so special to me but that graduation match i can't state enough how special that day was and how i don't think being that i was a couple weeks in maybe a month or two something like that that match couldn't have gone better than it did i am extremely proud of that match and uh i am blessed but like i said i've been taken care of by god and i always get stuff like that in my life and that's one of those that I was like, that was God. It was awesome. I, I couldn't have changed that up for the world. Like, No, it's it. It definitely comes across that way. And when you when, when watching the match, for sure, too, like it just I don't know, like it's that's one of those that just kind of sticks with you for a minute just because of like oh, yeah. some of the, the stuff that y'all did that. It, it was a very A4 spirit. In that yes. in that match for sure. Yes. yes. So 
obviously like ar fox has been a huge influence for you like what does it mean to you to kind of see him now start to get more of his due like obviously you know he's been working with AEW and, and ring of honor a lot over the last year um he had like that little that little brief run in lucha underground as well a number of years back like what does it mean to you to see ar fox getting the the spotlight oh that he's God. now getting man he deserves that and he deserves more than where he's at now honestly he has he's changed the game for a lot of people and, and i don't think he gets the credit for the style that he wrestled the style that he wrestles uh a lot of his moves a lot of people have stolen or a lot of people are inspired by him and he's changed the game so it's nice it's i think i can speak for myself and i can speak for a lot of people not just training under him but a lot of people in pro wrestling i've been to shows with him and i've seen the amount of respect that people have for him behind the scenes people that i've seen on tv for years go up to him and they know who he is they shake his hand they're like we're we're thankful that you're here he deserves what he's getting and he deserves way more he is the most selfless person uh and we need more of him in this in this business so i'm happy is an understatement it's i'm i'm just elated as to him getting his due his, him getting paid his, him getting his flowers for the stuff that he's done and um we were just talking recently uh right before i left training and he has some big stuff coming up so i'm very excited for him oh that's awesome to hear ar fox is like i'm on that boat with you as well like i've watched him for years at this point and just criminally underutilized by, by oh. a lot of places um oh, yeah. and so glad to see him doing what he's doing now another aspect of wwe4 that i really like is the uh the lineage now over the years of out lgbtq pro wrestlers that have come through that school as well obviously you belong to that that uh collection now as well but like you know going back to like ashton star AC Mack, Kiara Hogan, um, not and uh, there's plenty that are at the school right now along alongside you, you know, with with Vogan and Draven and Giovanni mm-hmm. Rain and yes. you know, like it's amazing to see like how like how much that has grown and how much that has really stuck around the school. We almost joke about it being too many gays at the four now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm all right, y'all. Let's cut it down. There can only be so many of us. We filled the quota. We've got our percentage, you know. We've got our minority and then we got our gays. Come on, y'all. It's amazing. Like I yes, it's very funny, but it's also an amazing thought to have that you can make that joke now. Right. Like based (laughs) off the historically like the presence of our community in pro wrestling, like what does it mean to you to kind of be part of, of that legacy of, of A4? Oh, man, it's it's crazy because I always I, I feel like I don't do it justice sometimes. Uh, but it's just uh, it's 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 amazing to see how much it has grown, uh, how the community has kind of taken over. Uh, not just at the WWE four, but just in all aspects of of wrestling, and it's we're just blessed to have uh, a lot of people that came before us that um, set that uh, set that wave for us, you know, that got that momentum that momentum going for us, and um, it just 
it means a lot to me to be able to represent. And I think I'm learning every day by day just how much representation matters and how you have to you have to tell your story, how you have to put that out there because there was people that came before me when I wasn't out. And I was like, man, those people were, it's crazy that somebody's on TV and, and they're in the locker room with, uh, with in wrestling that was not, you know, it was taboo to be gay or to be uh, part of the community. So for those people that did that for me, I feel like I owe it to them and I owe it to anybody after me to be able to, um, put that representation out there and let everyone know what my story is and who I am and that they're not alone. And it's just great to see everybody out here just uh, being more open, uh, being able to be themselves, to represent themselves and uh, speak to others too. I always say it used to be uh, uh, back in the day, it was a, it was a bad thing to be uh, part of the community, bad thing to be gay or whatever. And now it's a superpower. <laughs> yeah it's awesome i love it i feel no, powerful yeah no i mean i feel like that's that's the perfect way to look at it right because like it is that like you can reach people that pro wrestling historically has not reached because of of what because of your story and because of like you know what you represent to them in terms of a pro wrestling right. presentation and obviously like we've seen you on the big gay brunches and we've seen you you know and and many other spots that weren't necessarily like pride or like queer themed in that way, but still like representing in, in that way, you know, look at it, the, your run on uncharted territory, the stuff you've been doing in action. Like, you know, it, it's, it's really interesting to see like how, how you like, you know, everybody in, in this wild world of pro wrestling, like expresses that side of themselves in their own way to whatever extent right. they want and right. it feels like you know it's it's not it, it's understated but it's but it's still strong in in how right. you express that i mean obviously like it differs depending on like the match or anything like that but or the moment as we'll we'll get to in just a second in terms of southeast first but um like it's just i don't know it's it's been interesting to like watch you like kind of come into your own in that way and how you want to present yourself like that. Um, whenever you kind of started this journey for yourself, like did did that aspect of your identity come up as like like a, a caution flag or something for you? Like what? How did that? Were you out at the time? Whenever you started at A four, so I was I was out. Um, I was out to the world, I guess. I just didn't bring it up as much when I came into wrestling because I didn't know how I was. And it's crazy that, that we still think this way, Just, but it's just how the world works, I believe, or maybe it's just me. But I didn't know how I was going to maneuver yet. So I didn't know if that would be a hindrance uh, for me. So I was like, maybe I shouldn't just, but also I'm not the type, the type of person to like just, uh, put on billboards and like hey everybody you know i'm this i'm that whatever yeah it's more of like hey if you want to get to know me then this is who i am if you ask whatever but i wasn't like out just i wouldn't say like as far as wrestling i wasn't out out at first i just kind of learned me i how to maneuver but then i i had those people like like ash and i had uh my man's ac mac i had uh effie people that were out here like 
no, we're fucking here. And, and this is who we are and this is who we're going to be. And you're going to take us how we are. So I was like, oh shit. Okay. You can be out here and you can, you can maneuver like that. And they're just going to have to deal with whoever sees it as a bad thing. is just going to have to deal with it. And uh, the more you, you, and that's when, like you said, I started becoming into my own and like, uh, just kind of also at the same time realizing like I have a voice now I have, I have a platform. I have people that are watching this and, and need to be represented. So that's all, that was also part of it. So I was like, this, this stuff is, is way more important. And it's, and it's past me as a person. It's past who I am, you know, it's, it, it should speak to more people and I shouldn't be worried about it's it's weird to say, but I shouldn't be just worried about what do people think of me, you know? It's mm-hmm. it's way past that. It's way more important than that. So this is something that I that I learned over and, and kind of like mended with who I am in the ring, who I am out of the ring also. No, I mean it's it's vital to learn that strength too. And and to have people, like you said, like Effie, like Ashton, like Mac, that are very like, you know, to their own varying extents, very out there about who they are and not having anybody you know try and tell them not to do otherwise in that way right like that it speaks exactly to what you want to represent to to the people that are coming up after you and as we continue to see more and more people feel comfortable enough to be out while you know not just in their yeah. pro wrestling career but starting their pro wrestling career now at this right. point right that uh, gay list is like grown by like oh let me let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna. I'm gonna take an opportunity, another opportunity right now to say anybody that wants me to extend that 200 list past 200, um, <laughs> I, that's too much work. <laughs> right. <laughs> Whenever you right. gotta, I had to evaluate like almost 500, like around 500 people last year for that thing. Like we're at that and point. It's probably now. grown, hasn't it? Oh, it's definitely grown. It's definitely yeah. it grows every year. It is a beautiful problem to have. Doing that. Yeah, <laughs> I can't imagine. And then I can't imagine the backlash you get after it, too. You'll learn to deal with it. It's fine. They'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in to LGBT in the ring. I'm just going to take a quick break here to let you know uh, ways that you can support the show. And say thank you to some very rad people that help make this show uh, as amazing as it is. Um, first off, if you would like to support the show, we are on Patreon now. Patreon.com slash LGBT ring pod. Multiple tiers there for everyone that feels so moved to support this show. We've got numerous uh Patron benefits over there, uh, including bonus shows that are going to be coming out on a monthly uh, roundtable of those sort of things. So uh, definitely go over and check us out uh, again, patreon.com slash LGBT ring pod. Every single dollar that is uh, pledged there to support the show is very, very humbling. And we thank you. We also have a, a merch store over on Brainbuster Tees. Go to brainbustertees.com and search LGBT in the ring. Uh, you get t-shirts, tank tops, all kinds of good stuff. And, you know, always looking at some new things as well. But uh, definitely check us out on Brainbuster Tees there as well. 
You can follow the show on social media as well. We're everywhere um, that we have accounts. We're at LGBT RingPod. That's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, co-host, <laughs> Mastodon, whatever. We're there. Uh, so follow the show there. You can follow me at WonderboyOTM on uh, Twitter and Instagram as well. We also want to give a huge thank you to Sarah and the Safe Word for the show's theme. Formula 666 from the album Red Hot and Holy. You can find them on Twitter at STSW Band, or you can check out their music on both Spotify and Bandcamp. Another great way to support the show uh, is over at independentwrestling.tv. Check out IWTV for the best in current and classic independent pro wrestling, including live events from top independent promotions worldwide. You can use our code LGBT ring pod or visit uh, the URL tinyurl.com slash IWTV LGBT. And uh, whenever you, uh, as long as you use that code to open your account and keep that active, we get a kickback from IWTV. So your subscription to watch all the great wrestling that we talk about on this show uh, goes to support the show as well. Thumbs up there. Of course, if you want to read more of my pro wrestling writing, you can check out outsports.com. And if you are into video games, I also co-host a video game news uh, Twitch stream every Monday at uh, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. It's called the Mr. Video Game Super Show. Um, I co-host that with uh, two dear friends and Twitch streamers, uh, Slacker Kite and Lady Merwin. Um, just run through the, the week's gaming news or we throw on a game and play and just have fun and be dumb. It's, it's great. But uh, you can check that out every Monday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific over at twitch.tv slash Entertainment. Sun like the star. With that said, let's get back to the show. Speaking to like that kind of empowering nature through pro wrestling, like we have to talk about Southeast first. We have to talk about that night yes. last year yes. in, in, in Tyrone. Um, yes. I feel like that moment that still resonates with so many people. Like obviously like Mac winning the championship there, you know, you're, I believe you were there refereeing that night. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong. I think there. So, yeah. 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 I think I was. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then like, Post the the post match and the main event, like that moment that you and AC have in the ring, you know, where like y'all kiss, and then as Mac told me later on, like that was the moment where like you know he like y'all got serious about one another there yeah. too, and like that visual is something that has been so rare for our community to see in pro wrestling. And, you know, I, jo I joked with Mac about, like, you know, having that moment happen in a building in Tyrone, Georgia, of all places. But yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it speaks to, like, just how beautiful and amazing that that moment is for us to take in, right? Like, to have a place like that be the the place where this happens and to see, like, this growth of what we see in terms of, you know, uh, LGBTQ presentation and pro wrestling, the, these moments where you can have that 
and and no one questions it. No one is der- is derogatory about it in the moment. Like you're being cheered in that way, right? And, right yeah, right. and and then also like going into the life of Doc, you know, seeing like the courtship period with you and and Mac there for Oof. for a minute. <laughs> like, t- talk to me about southeast the southeast first that moment in the ring. Like, what were you oh. feeling in that moment? Oh my God, there was so much going on in that moment, and. Oh, I love that man so much. He is so good at what he does. And I know we're going to get to the to his final match here in a little bit, but it's just, he's so good. He's so good at what he does and so uh, just real and raw with his emotion and everything he says and does. He is, that's why I, I, I hate getting all like sentimental and lovey, whatever. Because <laughs> he's more of that guy and I'm not. But, uh, but that's why I fell in love with him, is because he's such a real. The AC Mac you guys saw for years in that ring is is not completely who he is. He's he's the sweetest, most real, most loyal, down to earth person, and you can feel that when he's talking on that mic anytime he he talks and he 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 doesn't say words he conveys emotion and i was sitting once he won that belt it was such a crazy like just a rush of emotions from that building just collectively it's crazy there's there's been few times um in since i've started doing this that i've felt like it it goes past what's happening in the moment. It just you just feel you just are, and that was one of those where that whole building just erupted and was like, "This shit is happening right now." Like, it, it's it's just a, a, a that rush of emotions, and then I'm sitting there and I'm and I'm hearing him talk, and he just fucking has a way of words and just like saying things to where you're like damn everything you just said i feel but you just picked it apart and made me feel it all over again like, it just it just blows my mind it is i i respect him so much as as, as a person and as a, a performer because he's able to tap into that so very 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 few people and um very few people can do that nowadays and I'm just sitting there listening to him talk and I'm like, this is so real right now. It's crazy. Uh, and then he calls me over and I'm like, oh, shit. Because I'm also like learning to be, like I said earlier, I have that responsibility. I feel that responsibility of, of, of putting on for other people or, or yeah, <laughs> I just went through like a bunch of emotions. Right now. <laughs> no, you're fine. You're fine. I feel that like I have to represent. And in that moment, I didn't think of it twice. I, I'm I'm more of like a person like, oh, let's not do this in front of everybody. Like this ain't the moment. Well, Brian, he's like, he asked me, he's like, do you want to kiss? And I just, in that moment, the everything was just was happening and the emotion was there. And I was like, I didn't think twice of that. I was like, yeah, like this is important. This is, this goes way past us too as people right now this this is gonna 
speak and it's and it's even past like what it's gonna say for other people but just that moment was so real and uh we embraced he kissed me and it was and that's when we got together actually uh <laughs> that's when when we officially got together so it was just a crazy moment to have him become the first openly gay world champion and then we became boyfriends in that moment and and in a building in tyrone georgia <laughs> <laughs> and every one of our peers gave us so much love um gave him his flowers his mom was in the building um so she saw that for the first time his brother was in the building a lot of his family a lot of people that he came up with in wrestling a lot of my boys were there too uh it was just a surreal moment just a beautiful moment it definitely communicated a, a lot of that to to the audience for sure um just i i will continue to, to like sing the praises of of what that moment meant to to so many and like you know you you are completely right about the way that that mac talks as well like oh it just God. it cuts so so deep and yes. like it's just like, i could just like i guess i remember crying when that moment happened and every time i watch it back like it just sparks back up again but at the same time like the moment he says you will fly me delta like you were just like yeah, right, through like, a brick wall right this fucking guy <laughs> this i love him i love him so much <laughs> There, I don't think there will any, there will not be anyone like him ever again. Uh, and it sucks that he's leaving us, but I, he's, we've talked for, obviously, we've talked for some time before that. So I, I understand him. And a lot of people that he spoke to before he made it public um, were like, we completely understand. So I'm, I'm with him and whatever makes him happy. And if this is what makes him happy, then this is where we're going, you know? Oh, it's it's nice to hear the supportive partner in that. Yeah. yeah. Um, talk to me about finally stepping into the ring with him, though. Obviously, like you've had these great moments at GCW. Whenever they came through Atlanta, you've been on, as you said before, you've been on the Big Gay Brunches. You're already announced for Big Gay Brunch Seven coming yes. up in Chicago. Um, yes. you've been all over the country, but you stepping into the ring with Mac for his last action match, even though. All of us watching had no idea that's what that was going to be. Like, how yes. important was it was it to you to have him choose you it's, as like your his last match there? Oh my god! So it's crazy that you mention all these things and then mention that that I had that match with him because there's you're you never really have to, or at least there's times where you just go through things and you just some things just keep happening back to back to back and you don't sit down and think about the importance of damn I just wrestled my man for the first time and like he chose me to be his last match at action like you don't think of stuff like that and you don't uh process those emotions until you and I are sitting here halfway across the world or across the country probably talking yeah. about like damn this really happened uh Man, that was supposed to be his last match. Uh, but he wanted to bow out without making it a whole thing because he's just that type of person. He didn't want to like just 
they get a whole announcement and like everybody come and like, oh, what are you doing? You know, mm-hmm. he just wanted to make it a, this is what it's going to be. And I'm riding off into the sunset. Uh, but once he told Matt Griffin, Matt Griffin was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> At least here, you're not just going to leave. You're going to have to say something. So uh, he did have a couple uh, matches after that. So it wasn't his last, last match. Um, but we'll get to that in a minute. That match was uh, so important for for both of us because <laughs> there's that pressure of it has to go well. Like there's no, I don't know if if it wouldn't have gone well, there would have been like, oh, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just an unsaid thing. Um, uh, but that man is so good. <laughs> He's- He's so good. He was well champ for a reason, even though he he didn't believe it for the most part of his reign. He was like, man, I'm world champ. I can't even, you know, I'm like, hell yeah, you're world champ. Look, like, look at how you talk. Look at what you do in the ring. Like, what do you mean? Uh, that match went as well as it could have. And we were both. It was such a like not many people can say that they got to wrestle their partner and, and they got to wrestle their boyfriend in the ring. And it went well. And I'm very happy for that match. And uh, I'm very excited for round two because I am going to whip his ass and I'm going to smack him in the head like I do <laughs> outside of the ring. Just, mm, I can't wait. <laughs> let's let's talk about round two real quick because obviously his last, last match, now we know, July 16th, up in Indy for Naptown, uh, the Great Midwestern Trend Kill. Um, WWE four title on the line, the very first title that Mac ever wrestled for, uh, the title that you now her name hold. is her name is Wendy now. Yes, I saw that Wendy and Isabel, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, correct? not we're not putting Isabel on the line though, because he's gonna oh, yeah, try no. to get cute. He's gonna try <laughs> to get cute and like put both belts up. Uh-uh. <laughs> Wendy's on the line, not Isabel. I got you. Um, this this match just feels like so full circle in a lot of ways for Mac because like like I said that's the first title he competed for back when he was training at A four, you know y'all had the match at Action and and obviously like you know everybody a lot of people know about your connection the two of y'all's connection there as well but for you why is what makes this match important? Oh man, I mean. There's the obvious reason of him it being his last match um, and him challenging for that title that it was his first title at the WWE 4 and a title that I now carry. Uh, but now there's also, like, we had our first match. It was nice. It was cute. But now this is like, we gonna go, you know? Like, there's no mm-hmm. holding back now. We, we don't went well. This, uh, I have a feeling this match ain't going to be as cute. It ain't going to be as like, oh, we're holding back. We're going to fucking go balls to the wall with this match. So it's very important because I think we got all the the courtesies out of the way of like, oh, it's their first match and they're together. And blah, blah, blah. This is now like, let's, let's go. Let's go. Like, I'm ready. I'm ready for, I feel like I've recently hit a second gear. I've, I've grown more this year um and i feel like i'm more than ready to take him on and and whip his ass and 
have him go out with a good match, but he knows how I get. He knows how competitive I am. He knows <laughs> I love to go. Mm. And it's for my baby. It's for my little side piece, Wendy. He's my main man. But this is my little side piece right here. I'm at the fight for her this time. <laughs> so, but obviously, I'm... there's it's his last match, and it's it's in a, at, at Naptown, which has become my second home now. How's that? How's that been for you? Like going up to Naptown? Obviously, like J Rose and Chase and Hoodfoot, you know, and Sean have really built something really awesome up there over the last year. Like, for sure. how how did that connection kind of happen for you? And what's it been like to to kind of carve out indie as a new space for you so from what i know um like i said earlier god is always taking care of me and there's always people behind the scenes that are taking care of me they could have been other people but from what i know um darian bankston darian mm. bankston is the man he's a man at naptown he's a man at tw he is the man he he's somebody to watch and he's somebody that has absolutely been one of those people that has helped me grow and help me um, build that connection with Naptown. Uh, so he, I think I rode up with him the first time up there. First time I was on the show. Who did I wrestle? Oh, I believe it was that triple threat. Sonico and Sean Kemp. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, so he built that connection. And uh, Naptown is doing, I. they're doing amazing things up there. They're they feel like a second home to me and it feels sort of like the four in in a sense of it being free in a sense of it being they treat wrestling like art and they connect the two and they're very all those guys are great they're very they're very they're free spirits you know and they and i think that that also translates similar to the wwa4 naptown is doing is doing very similar things and they're putting people on that aren't being as uh seen or, or aren't as prominent on the indies so them guys are, are uh, and they're also doing a lot for their community they're they're just doing so much great things i can't speak highly enough of of uh, j rose of uh, chase holiday sean kemp hoodfoot uh calvin tankman all them mm. people up there running that town no yeah it's been it's amazing to watch what they've grown and, and you're right about like that that freedom aspect kind of translating there too like it's I, I love seeing the people that they put on the shows. Obviously, like, yeah, there's a little bit of Pacific Northwest bias whenever you have Sonico on the show because Sonico is just, you know, out here. Shout Sonico's, out Sonico, man. Sonico's a fucking man out here. Ah, <laughs> yes. I'm trying to get out there. I need to hit him up more. There you go. I would love to see you out here. Um, yes. <laughs> but, but like, people like Noah Vale and people like Catherine Amata and people, you know, like, um, even to some extent, Alice Crowley. Like, Alice, you know, has a, a, a big profile in the region, but you know, I seeing her there is like is a completely not like completely different, but uh, it feels different in a way. She just seems more right. menacing a bit. Right, right, there. right, right. Like it's just really interesting to see like how they interpret pro wrestling and and what they want to present. It reminds me a lot of like a place down in Vegas, like at the uh, has been running Grab House, you know, yes. which is like you know Sandra and Jody and and Laz yes, and all yes, of them, yes. what they've been doing. Like it, it feels like this sort of like free spirit model of pro wrestling that understands mm -hmm. what it is and wants to take it to that extreme in a way. Obviously right. like, you could say the same thing about hood slam out in, in the Bay. Yes. Yes. You know, yes, like yes. it's more and more that spirit is starting to catch on with people and it's producing some really unique 
stuff. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. It's it's uh, just an a, a lot of people view wrestling as an art form and it is and they've absolutely tapped into that to where they kind of put the two together and it's like this these are two very very similar communities that could come together and also grow together and put a platform on for people that aren't being as as seen as much as other people that are prominent on the indies uh so and like you said you can see that you, that conveys which is what the goal of it is i feel like is for it to convey to other people no exactly i mean that's that's i feel like anytime you have a pro wrestling promotion run by someone or a group of people from like a marginalized community like that, you get these new ideas infused into what pro wrestling can be, which is why, like another reason why I've really enjoyed the past few years, like covering the, all, all the LGBTQ uh, people that have started running shows and like going to pride and vibe weekend. And like last year, which was a wild, just the thought that we could have a, a queer Royal rumble. Um, in and of itself. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's crazy. Yeah. It's just I I, I miss love... Candy, by the way. No, that's really oh, we lot. all miss Candy. Ah. And they just <laughs> she just got suspended from Twitter because she's just crazy. God. <laughs> she only like her Bring third... her here. Bring her to the <laughs> yes. States. Bring Candy back to the States. I will fully yeah. support that all the time. <laughs> um so obviously you have the the last match with AC coming up on Sunday. Before you get there, though, we got to talk about Chattanooga. We got to talk about Red Bank, Tennessee, because you, sir, are in the SCI tournament this year for the first time, the Scenic City Invitational. You'll be taking on Bobby Flacco in the first round. Last year, you were in the Futures Tournament. And if I'm not mistaken, I've heard you comment that, like, you didn't even think that that was going to be a thing that happened last year. So what right. is it what does it feel like now to be in like the proper scenic city invitational less than so, 3 years into your career? <laughs> yes. So I was not I didn't think that um well, let me go even way before that. The mm -hmm. first time I went to the SCI um tournament, I went for futures actually, which was 2 years ago now. I feel like it was 2 years ago. I went to go see Billy Starks and Danny Garcia. Um, and, uh, Danny Garcia was on, um, SCI and Billy Starks was on futures. Uh, so I went up for that and I was like, man, this is so cool. getting to see more so futures that, that has a special place in my heart because it's putting on people that again, like Naptown is doing is people that aren't being seen as much. And you're like, man, these people are cool as hell. And they, they're great talent and they're just not they didn't have the platform yet to be seen by other people uh so i went there just to hang out and that's where i met my man ac mac actually that really? night okay yeah i was just there I, I rode up with a few boys from the wwa4 and i and um i was like hey guys i'm i'm gonna be out here and i'm just gonna figure it out i'm gonna hang out with people see if i can find a room with somebody and uh if I don't, well, I'll just get my room, whatever. Uh, so I asked a few people and they were like, oh, you know, we're rooming with somebody and this, this, and that. So I went up to Mac and uh, this is definitely a tangent here. <laughs> You're fine. 
and I was like, hey, uh, I hate to like ask you because I know you're the man, but like, is there any chance of you having space in your room where I could, I like, I could sleep on the floor? He's like, no, absolutely. Absolutely. I have room. And I was like, you sure? Do you have to ask? Like, cause they're usually they like room two people together. And, and I was like, do you have to ask who like, well, he's like, no, 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 it's fine. I got you. I got a room. And I'm like, mm, all right. Like, <laughs> And he's like, do you want to go out with us? Like, we're about to go have drinks and this that. This after the night one. I'm like, hell yeah, I want to go out. I'm new and I get to meet people that have been doing this for a while and I get to go have drinks with them. Like, sign me up. That's where him and I met and that's where we hit it off from there on. This was two years ago at uh, SCI, uh, the Night of Futures, not knowing that the very next year, I was like, oh, it'd be like two or three years before I can work myself up to being considered for at least futures. But no, I wasn't even supposed to be in futures, actually. Something happened to one of the last entrants right before, and uh, I had a match of action, and it went well. And they were like, you're our guy now. I'm like, hell yeah, let's do it. Let's run it. I came up short in the finals of that uh, futures tournament, which gives me that much more fuel this year that the same situation happened. And a lot of situations have happened like this for me to where something happens and your boy gets inserted and your boy wins. Mm -hmm. And then he moves forward. And now I feel like I should be here. Back then, I was like, oh, you know, like, oh, I'm not ready for this. I'm not ready for the Futures tournament, but I'm going to be in there and I'm going to do my best. No, I should be in the SAI tournament this year. And I love you, Bobby. You're my boy. We're four boys. But every time I've taken a spot, every time somebody gets thrown out and I get inserted, I just happen to win. So... I hate to mess up his momentum, <laughs> but I'm ready. Yeah. I am more than ready for this weekend, and I'm more than ready to beat my man's ass on Sunday too. There you go. What what clicked for you to make you like kind of have that realization? Like I should be here, as opposed to, you know, being kind of wishy washy so, about that. So I joke with a uh, shout out, Brogan Finley. <laughs> That's my road wife. <laughs> uh. I joke with him all the time about how wrestling is a toxic relationship, but you just can't leave because it's so good. <laughs> but it just takes so much away from you. and But it also gives sometimes. So you just you keep coming back for it. Or sometimes it doesn't give and you just keep coming back because we're crazy. We're all crazy as hell doing this thing. Um, but there's been a few times and I've talked to a few people that have gone through it and they felt like, really low they've they felt like you can do so much and you can accomplish so much but you still feel like it's not enough and this business and uh sadly this what should be fun sometimes just like becomes a part of you to where like it tears you down and takes so much away from you and you feel like you're not enough so i had i had to go through that i went through that uh a couple times and uh, AC was the guy that was there for me to be like, hey, look, 
this is how this business is. It's going to make you feel this way. You're going to have to push through it and just enjoy it as much as you can. And there's been a lot of people that have told me the same thing. Hey, some th what you're doing now isn't like, I know you're, you, everybody has their destination, but you need to sometimes just sit back and smell the flowers and be like, Hey, this is the journey of it. This is, this should be the fun part of it. Also, you get to meet people, you get to be on car rides, you get to be in, in cities and States that you would never have been in. And it took me a couple times to, uh, to the, where I snapped, I feel like where I'm like, Oh, like this shit just like, what's it doing? Why do I feel like this? But you have to feel low and then it just clicks. It's weird. It's like you hit this low point and then it clicks and you're like, no, like I've been putting in the work. I've been traveling. I've been doing, I've been killing every match I've been in. So fuck that. Why should I feel like I should, I should be proud. I should be happy. I should, I started putting having fun as my priority as opposed to this should be a good match. Um, I I need to do this, this, and that X, Y, and Z in this match, or I need to gain a follow, like all this other bullshit that comes with it. I put that aside and I was like, well, am I enjoying it? Am I having fun? And I, once I switched that, once I, uh, once I fucking snapped and then it, I came back and it just clicked for me. Like, no, I've been fucking killing it. I've been doing everything I've had to do. I've learned from every opponent I've been in. I've gotten high profile matches and in those matches I've I've killed it. I I don't I don't drown. I I don't sink. I swim. That's when I'm like, "Oh no, I I should be here. I I'm not here like I'm not here just off of off of my mans or I'm not here off of of uh AR Fox's name or whatever. I'm here because once that bell rings, they're not in that ring with me. I'm the one that did all that shit. Sorry, I'm like hitting a promo right now. No, you're you're good. You're good. This getting, is speaking from the heart right up. now. There you I'm go. Getting fired up right now. So I'm I'm ready. I'm ready for this weekend. I'm ready. No, I'm ready for it too. I'm ready to watch that tournament. It's a always appointment uh watching every year, wherever uh all of pro wrestling descends on to TWE down yes. there. As always, I love that it's at TWE too. Yeah, God, that that building seems like just one of the most fun environments to watch a show in. Yes, and it's so intimate. That's what is the great part about it is the pe It feels like the people are like right up on you, so every mm -hmm. like you're being watched like. It's it's sink or swim. I love it. Like it sink or swim used to scare me, and now I love it. Like yes, throw me in there, see if I sink, and I'm gonna fucking swim every time. But uh, yeah, I I love that it's at TW as opposed to at the high schools. At the high schools, it's it's cool. The crowd is cool, but it just feels like everybody's so far away. And I'm like, hey guys, are you guys watching me? I'm yeah. here. I'm wrestling. <laughs> but at TW, it's like no, y'all are like right in my face. Yeah, on those unbreakable chairs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, before we wrap up here, Rico, I had a couple of other things I wanted to ask you about before we head out. Um, I have to ask you about the re-up. Um, yes. You and Ashton forming this tag team um, last year and bringing it into 2023 a bit. How important has that relationship with Ashton been been for you um 
over the last couple of years? Because obviously, like y'all knew each other before you teamed up, but right. like, how important is it to have for that? How important was that relationship for you? And how was that kind of transformed into this tag team that y'all have, have put together? So, oh my God, there's so many important relationships that have happened for me in the past couple years. And Ashton is, Ashton's going to hate me for calling him uh, our, our absolute vet or what we call mother uh-huh. <laughs> in the community. <laughs> Ashton's that pioneer. You know, when I first saw Ashton, um, I went to an action show before I started wrestling and I saw Ashton in the ring and I was like, wow, we're out here. Like, there's representation out here. They're, like, Ashton is, like, rep- uh, how do I say it? Like, he's just himself, you know, in that ring, unapologetically. And that's that spoke volumes to me when I went to go watch that action show uh, a few years back. So being able to get to meet him, being able to become very close friends, with him has been uh just i've learned so much from ashton um i've had so much uh so many stories so many good times so many car rides um where we're just shooting the shit where we're listening to the re-up where we're listening to uh <laughs> to nikki and just like doing uh uh karaoke in the car at the top of our lungs at like 3 a.m in some mountains in tennessee and like halfway asleep but hitting every single bar Mm -hmm. that uh uh, that nikki puts out it's i can't say enough how much ashton is underrated and how good he is in that ring and uh teaming up with him i've learned so much uh facing him i've learned so much one of my favorite opponents of all time and i don't want to speak too soon because i don't know if it's in the books yet but it could be a one-on-one situation here coming up oh wink okay okay yeah i'm into yeah. it yeah but i, I don't want to speak watching... <laughs> hey well we'll we'll hold our tongue for a minute but i will say i Watching y'all's uh, matches during Uncharted Territory, I'd be cool with a with a one on one. Yes, we wrestled so many times on Uncharted Territory, and we never got one. Yeah, it's criminal. But shout out Rob Killjoy. <laughs> yes, he's in there putting us through it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my last question for you, Rico. I like to end on fun ones uh, for the most part yes. here on the show. So. I had the chance to hang out with Dylan McQueen at the merch table after Big Gay Brunch in L.A. And um, I just have to ask, is Dylan McQueen at the merch table the same Dylan McQueen in the car? Oh, my God. (laughs) Dylan McQueen in the car is Dylan McQueen at the merch table is like he's at a 10. Dylan McQueen in the car is like at a 15. (laughs) It's crazy. That. I love Dylan and I can shit on him because that's one of my best friends in pro wrestling. That man is insane, chaotic. Oh my God. It's just, it's a lot sometimes, but it is never a dull moment. <laughs> when I say it's never a dull moment, <laughs> woo. <laughs> yeah, him at the merch tables, I don't think 
is is um is enough to compare him to him in the car. And him in the car is crazy. Yeah. And he's <laughs> a terrible driver too, but I love him. <laughs> All out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love Dylan here uh, as well. Uh, just love him to death. Um yes. well Rico, this has been a whole lot of fun. Thank you so much for, for taking the time to chat with us here ahead of such a fucking massive weekend for yes. you. Um, Let's go. Exactly. Let's go. Good luck. And um, let everybody know where they can find you online. So I love the part where I get to plug because I only have to say one name because I gave y'all just one username for everything. Rico 94 Gonzalez with two Z's, G-O-N-Z-A-L-E-Z, on everything. Instagram, uh, I got that new Threads app going. Okay. Uh, I don't have Snapchat because I have a man's now. (laughs) Uh, What other apps are there? Oh, I'm on YouTube. All my matches are there. I need to get better at, like, posting stuff that aren't matches and aren't wrestling so people get to see me, like, outside of that. We'll get there. Uh, we have a million TikToks that me and my man have talked about doing and we never do because we end up watching TV and eating and or going out to eat or having drinks or whatever we do. Um, at some point, we'll post TikToks, the ones we're like, we keep trying to do that one where you like, they ask you who's who's the lover and who's the who would get in a fight first and like oh, those yeah, little cute yeah. ones. Mm-hmm. But we never do them. We have them saved and we never do them. So at some point, uh, we'll do TikToks. Um, yeah. Twitter. Uh, PlayStation Network. Yes, it's the same one. <laughs> I only play Harry Potter right now. Oh, and I got into the AEW game. So okay, that. Nice. I like that both you and Mac are like one of the, the few people that give out their PSN name on the show. Well, he got me into that. I literally only have him as a friend right now because I only get on there for Hogwarts. But if y'all want to follow me, like, whatever, you know. There you go. Follow Boys. <laughs> Definitely follow Rico. Uh, yes. Thank you again. Thank you. My thanks once again to Rico for taking the time to sit down and chat with me all about his his journey in pro wrestling, his journey beyond pro wrestling, honestly. Um, just a really interesting guy. Uh, <laughs> and and um, I really enjoyed it. Hopefully we'll get the chance to talk to him again down the line. And I know Sunday is going to be an emotional day for for him, Mac, and so many others. Um, we're, we're very happy to sponsor that match uh, for here at the show oh, for Naptown. And um, yeah, it's emotions already hitting me and I'm just thinking about it and I am not even going to be able to see the match live. (laughs) So, um, that's going to do it for us this week though. Um, come back next week. We'll have another, uh, great interview, another great episode. Um, make sure that if you, uh, want to support the show, you can do so at patreon.com slash LGBT ring pod. You can join the roster of of lovelies, uh, people like Val Capone, Jerry legend and Alex E over there that support the show at the $3 tier at the $5 or at the $5 tier. Um, you unlock bonus shows such as oops, all fun ones, which, you know, the first episode of that with me and Anton Voorhees, uh, which get well soon. Anton, I know he, uh, dislocated his knee at the last hood slam show, uh, there in Oakland. Um, but him and I talking a lot about Zelda and final fantasy, 
Um, we have required reading, you know, where we talk about the conversation of pro wrestling and media. And, you know, we think my buddy Hollis and I discussed the last daddy standing match with Perro and Effie with the thing, John Carpenter's the thing from 1982. Um, we have another episode of that coming up this month. Uh, so yeah, just a whole lot of fun ways to support the show over there. And of course, as always, like if, if it's not financially feasible for you, totally fine. Um, word of mouth, Apple podcast reviews, whatever you want to do, um, like to support the show. It's always welcome and always, uh, we're always grateful for it. Trust me. Um, but uh, we will see you next week. Until then, y'all stay messy. Wash your hands. Wear your mask. Get vaccinated and boosted if at all possible. Same goes for monkeypox. And it's long past time for Ashton Star to be a world champion, y'all. Bridge. She made a deal with the demon so her lover could live. But the moon is out.